rising on an emerging generation of kings. Let's go. Zechariah chapter 9 verse 9. Zechariah chapter 9 and verse 9. Yeah. Let's read together. Are we there? Zechariah chapter 9. And yes, thank you so much. Yeah, this looks good. Thank you, media. Can we go? Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Why should you shout? Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding on a donkey, a colt, the fall of a donkey. I need to stop reading after a while. Look at what it says in the NLT. It says, Rejoice, O people of Zion. Shout in triumph, O people of Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious. Yet, he is humble, riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's coat. Somebody say, Amen. amen. So, it's a cry chapter 9, verse 9, take note of that, then go to Matthew. What chapter of Matthew is that? Matthew 2, verse 2. Where is the newborn king of the Jews? Saying, where is he who has been born the king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. Now when you go to verse 1, the word says Jesus was born in the Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king. Behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. And then when you go all the way to uh, verse 3, when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And then he gathered the people and inquired of where Christ was to be born. Hallelujah. Final reading, Matthew chapter 1 and verse 23 so take note Zechariah 9 verse 9 Matthew 2 verse 2 Matthew 1 2 3 someone say 1 2 3 behold the virgin shall be with child and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel which is translated God with 
us. Verse 22, so all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and bear a son, shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. Look at somebody say, your king is here. I love the energy in this part of the house, but those on that side, I was like, you know, maybe, maybe my king is not really here, maybe he's still on his way. But if you know your king is here, can you shout, your king is here. Now shout, my king is here. Father, we thank you for the blessedness and the beauty of Christmas. We thank you for the opportunity to commemorate the life, the times, the eternal reign of your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, for the joy of fellowship and for the presence of your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, that as we immerse ourselves in your word, as we marinate ourselves in your truth, we are being enlightened. Our eyes are being opened. Our understanding is being deepened. That beyond the text today, your spirit and your life will minister grace and peace to everyone here in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray particularly for those who feel overwhelmed, who may feel sober, who may feel tired or weak or weary, who may have even been troubled like Herod was for one reason or the other. Lord, I ask that the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit, the ever-abiding comfort of the Comforter, will minister strength to their hearts in the name of Jesus. That this will not be a morning Christmas, but it will be a merry Christmas. This will not be a Christmas in pain. This will be a Christmas in peace. This will not be a Christmas in confusion, but this is a Christmas with the confirmation that you are with us as King, as Restorer, as Savior, as Redeemer. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Can your amen be louder? Where were you? <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, the Mettering celebrate Christmas, and of course, by now, I think most people have heard the debate that Jesus was not born on the 25th of December. Like, I don't think anybody should even be arguing about whether he was born the 25th of December or whatever, as long as he was born. Amen? Right. And then we choose a day to celebrate him special. We celebrate him every day. In fact, in him we live. In him we move. In him we have our being. So our lives are a celebration of his birth. Our lives are an extension of his glory. But here's the interesting thing. Many people in the world today celebrate Christmas because of the lights and the food. As a matter of fact, when you check the metrics, you're going to see that many of the biggest brands make the biggest amount of money between the beginning of, from Thanksgiving actually in America, to the first of January. So within about six to eight weeks, most companies are going maybe between 30 and 40% of their sales. Can you believe that? That's like some big commercial thing. So people celebrating for that, but some other people celebrate the baby Jesus. That's what they think about. But there are many things that we need to pay attention to, particularly about why Jesus came and what the definition of his coming was supposed to be. We also need to pay attention to the fact that he had to be born in Bethlehem. Why did he have to be born in Bethlehem? Why did he have to travel for the census? 
the major thing i want to highlight today is that he had to be born as a king he was born as a king he was not just born as a savior he was not just born as a deliverer he was not just born as somebody who was coming to help a few folks and then disappear he had to be born as a king now let's look at the word of god if we go to the book of matthew where he gives us the genealogy and it speaks about the lineage of christ one of the major things you're going to see in matthew chapter one is that the book of the genealogy of jesus christ the son of <laughs> son, of son of god you're right but going to matthew chapter one verse one the son of david now david was many things he was a shepherd he was a psalmist he was a leader he was an administrator but we know him as king god's chosen king now if you are a king you're going to give birth to who kings right kings give birth to kings they start out as princes but ultimately they become kings so when you go back to isaiah chapter 9 he says his name shall be called wonderful counselor everlasting god and what prince of peace now when you go to the book of luke chapter 1 you can go all the way to i believe verse 32 don't worry i'm going to preach i just want to lay some solid theological foundation so that when you celebrate christmas you're actually celebrating king mass <laughs> When you go to Luke chapter 1, verse 20, uh, 28, uh, verse 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of who? Shout aloud, the house of David. <laughs> to the house of David the virgin's name was Mary uh, so let me just pause here and say this uh, that Joseph had a Merry Christmas <laughs> the wise men had a Merry Christmas Merry Christmas the shepherds had a merry Christmas. But you're going to have a merry Christmas. You want to clap, clap with pride. With humility, actually. Verse was merry. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice! Does this sound like Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9? The angel said to her, Rejoice! Highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled, as he is saying, and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Let me just do a pause on this and say, How do you even find something we're not looking for? God gave it to her and then still gave her the credit as if she was looking for it. Christmas is God giving us a gift we didn't know that we needed. Oh, come on, can I talk right now? 
And so, whilst Mary didn't have a new car, Mary didn't have a new house, Mary was not on the Forbes 30 under 30 or the Forbes teams list and all. The fact that she had the gift of Jesus, God said in God's book, you are favored. I don't plan to preach this early, but let me preach to somebody. This year, your account balance may not be balancing. <laughs> all right. Your clothes might not be clothing. Your dress might not be dressing. Your skin might not be skinning, but your jeans is Jesus in. And some of y'all didn't get what I just said. I, I said your pie might not be popping. Your mom might not be mumming. Your house might not be housing. Your food might not be fooding. But your Jesus is Jesus in. If there Jesus is not Jesus in, keep on looking as if you're not favored. But if there's anybody in here, you know that no matter what I lost, I found Jesus. No matter what I lost, I found favor. No matter what left my life, Jesus is so right in my life. It's not about what left, left it's about what's right. And I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Please be seated. Let me not preach here and I'm coming. I'm coming. High five your neighbors and stay with us. Instead you have found favor with God. Verse 31 and behold you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son. You shall bring forth a son. Capital S. That means it's not just a small son. He's a definitive son. He's a capital letter son. He's not just a son. He's a race. That big S is not just a son. He's a race. He's going to be the beginning of a generation. He's going to be the first of the first principles of the new creation. This is the reason he had to be born by a virgin. Because what God wants to do, he doesn't want to do it after a man has started something. You might not be a virgin. You might not even be a mojito. But if Jesus comes into your life, something new is starting in your life. He said, a son and shall call his name Jesus. Give me the next verse. And he will be great and will be called the son of the highest. I thought that should do. And the Lord God will give him We miss out on the throne. We speak so much about the manger. And so for generations, a lot of believers and Christians are still living in the manger. Manger minds. Manger businesses. Manger influence. Manger disposition. Manger and lowly. But he was born into that. So you can be raised out of that. Oh, can I talk right now? What God had in mind was he wanted to stun the princes of this world. <laughs> he said God will give him the throne of his So give him the throne. Jesus was not born for a manger. He was born in a manger. 
what you're born in is not what you're born for. Can I talk to somebody right now? Somebody was born in Isaiah, but you are going to OK London. said he shall be called the son of the highest now what's the big deal about this kingship about this highest and about all of that is going to see on the mainland can we celebrate of our islanders who came all the way to join us for today's combined service what's the big deal there the big deal is that jesus came to restore the kingdom to man jesus did not come to restore the kingdom to god God did not lose his kingdom. It was man who lost his. The coup against God was not successful. The temptation against man was. So Jesus didn't come to restore the kingdom to God. He came to restore the kingdom to man. Why? Adam was made the king of the earth. Because Adam was called the son of God. The same way Jesus is called the son of David. As God is in heaven, so are we on earth. The tempter comes and he deals with something. Now he comes, he does not come to destroy the garden. Have you noticed that? The devil does not come to destroy the garden. The devil comes to deceive the gardener. Because the enemy does not need to mess up the material proportions of your life or dimensions of your life if it contaminates the spiritual dimension the material realm will never live up to its purpose <laughs> are we here now so he tempted him in the garden he brought the fruit of a tree and man lost the kingdom Basileu, rulership dominion authority he became a slave to the tempter he became a slave to the devil now when jesus is coming into the earth he's coming and is going to reverse all of that and he's not just going to come as a savior watch this if he comes just as a savior then he saves man from his sin but he has not restored man to the throne Ooh. If somebody is drowning in the in the pool and somebody comes to save him from the pool, he brings him out of, out of the pool. There's water and seaweeds or whatever out of the chlorine in the pool and he saves him and puts him by the side of the pool. Is he saved or not? Is he saved? Has he been restored to full functionality? Is he operating in dominion? Jesus didn't just come to bring me out of the pool and perform CPR. He cleaned me up completely. And he brought me up to, to the throne that I lost originally. There's somebody here. In other words, he didn't have enough just to deliver me. He had so much more that he restored me and gave me more than I lost. And the cardinal thing that the devil took or began to operate on was the power of death. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14 explains that to us. That through death, Jesus defeated the one who had the power of death. And held people in bondage all through their lives. Controlling them 
with the power of death. So Jesus comes into the earth, but he's coming, not only watch this, he's not just coming as the son of God. He's not just coming as the son of God, he has to come as the son of man. If he comes as the son of God, he has the right to extend the, the kingdom of God. If he comes as the son of man, he has the right to restore the kingdom to man. This is why he had to go to Bethlehem. Bethlehem is the house of bread. And Bethlehem is the crucible from which kings are raised. He has to come to the, to the lineage of David. So Jesus was not just born as a spiritual king. When you trace his genealogy, he is born from an earthly royal family. This is the reason many believers struggle with dominion on earth. Because they spiritualize everything. But when God is going to give even the gift of redemption, he signs off so beautifully that there is no case where the enemy can say these ones are not kings. Are you following this? Because the Bible says that the heart of a king is like a watercourse in the hands of God. God set up an earthly king to necessitate a census. That will cause everybody to travel to the place where Jesus had to be born over here. And Isaiah said, this shall be a sign unto you. Luke chapter 2 says, this shall be the sign unto you. So Jesus is a sign of what God is doing. He's a sign, which means that God has signed off on your salvation. Signed off on your redemption. Signed off on your restoration. Signed off on your elevation. It's been approved. It's been granted. It's been sealed. It's been delivered. So why did he have to be born in a manger? I'll give you a couple of reasons. And then I'll preach. I've not preached. I'm teaching. <laughs> Have you ever forgotten something in your friend's house, your neighbor's house, your uncle's house, family house? You forgot something important. Maybe your phone or your jewelry or you forgot a wristwatch or some dollars and you needed it urgently. But you couldn't get there. Nobody could get there. So you were compelled to send an Uber or a boat over here. By the way, may the surge not lead to surgery. Prices are going up like a lightning bolt, and people are uber angry. So you were compelled to use uh, public transportation. Anybody like that? To dispatch the thing. Now, because of how precious and how powerful it was, you had to wrap it and hide it in stuff that did not look like it. Because even though you have two pack, you didn't want all eyes on you. And you're not notorious for what God is about to bring us B.I.G. I don't want to preach, but Jesus is valid whether you're in the East Coast or the West Coast. Are you here? Are we ready to preach? I find your neighbor and tell your neighbor, Jesus, your king is here. So guess what happened? 
Let's get ourselves ready. You put that jewelry or that ring or that money, you put it in one old brown envelope. You scrunch it up a little bit. You put some markers on it. Then you tie it with rubber band. Then you put some locust bean on it so that you smell like iru. So that they say iru kilelei. When you hold it, right? What kind of thing is this? Right. You put all of that together, then you put some dashes and stuff. Then you put in an old nylon bag with some beggary smeared on it. You made it look messy. So that whenever you put it in that uh, on the dispatch rider, the person will be like rubbish. What's this nonsense? Not knowing that there's a 24 karat gold on the inside. So when Jesus is coming the first time, he comes like God's greatest treasure God's eternal treasure God's best kept treasure he puts himself in what is not even attractive in the swaddling clothes that were used to wipe the baby milk of uh, animals and then he came in a manger what God was doing was he was smuggling Jesus in because Jesus was not coming as a harvest the first time he was coming as a seed shout about the seed so that it doesn't get too much attention and get damaged you shout about the harvest because it's too late for it not to grow I wish I could talk to somebody right now high five your neighbor feel good on this Christmas service high five somebody say the first time he came as a seed don't forget he comes as the capital S-O-N so all through his infancy God had special protection services that's why even after he was born and Herod wanted to kill him he said he's still a seed he's still a seed take him to Egypt so he was born in Bethlehem he was planted in the dirt and the mire of the manger but there was need for transplanting he brought Jesus out of Bethlehem and took him to Egypt you know because when a seed begins to grow it gets into the seedling stage and they can put it in what they call the greenhouse guess what the greenhouse was Africa baby you better get ready Africa because the first coming of Jesus Africa was ready the next coming of Jesus Africa will be ready in fact at some point Africa will be like ha free there will be so many wonders Jesus is taking roots blossoming through businesses through fintech industries through the movie, movie industry who am I speaking to right now he came as a seed the first time and that's why it was hush hush um, but guess what uh, a king is a king even if you are hiding or hidden as a king other kings will begin to recognize who you are so even though Jesus was hidden the Bible says the kings of the east the Magi of the Magi were actually kings of the east and they saw his is it not interesting that all the rabbis in in Israel could not decipher their king? Oh yes, but those who had no theology, those who didn't know Abraham by name, those who didn't, are you hearing this? That's why Jesus says, surely, surely, in the regeneration, you will see many Gentiles who will come from the north, the east, and the west, and they will come and reign with me in their thrones. The fact that I don't know John 3.16 does not mean I don't know the man he talks about. 
I just want to preach for somebody who doesn't feel qualified, who doesn't feel like you know enough of the Bible to know enough about God, who doesn't feel that they have enough records with God. The first set of people that got wind of what the star represented were not theologians, they were not preachers, they were not evangelists, they were not singers or speakers, communicators of the doctrine of truth. They didn't know anything about Pauline doctrine, eschatology, pneumatology, demonology. But oh, I don't know who I'm talking to. You might not know what the king's all about, but I come to tell you, your king is here. And his star is going, going to shine in your heart today. You are going to experience the beauty and the bounties of Jesus more than ever before. Somebody shout, my king is here! Jesus, four times king. Number one, he's king in prophecy. Somebody say king in prophecy. Why did the prophecies have to go ahead? Because whenever a king is about to appear, announcements precede him. And the more important the king is, the longer the announcement is going to be. So all the Old Testament prophets were the announcers. They were not the news. Isaiah was a newscaster. He was not the news. Zephaniah was a newscaster. He was not the news. Zechariah was a newscaster. He was not the news. Joseph was a prototype. He was not the news. Noah was a prototype, but he was not the news. The Ark of Salvation was a prototype. He was not the news. The Ark of the Covenant was a prototype. He was not the news. But when Jesus shows up, he's the news, but not only is it the news, he's the good news. Guess what? Wherever you are, the good news will get to you. If wherever you are right now, the good news has located you. How do I know? Uh, Herod, he was in the palace. The shepherds, they were in the field. Simeon and Anna, they were in the temple. Joseph and Mary, they were at the manger. But wherever they were, the news got to them. So whether you're a temple priest or a businessman in the field or a worker in the manger, the good news knows your location. Your location will not bring dislocation. But the good news will bring a disruption to the dislocation in your location. I don't know who I'm speaking to, but this Christmas will be the best Christmas you've had in your life. Somebody's going to go like, how is it possible? Believe the word of the Lord. The good news is coming to you. The good news is coming to you. Some of you will open your phone and see good news. You will open, oh yeah, 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 and see good news. Because the same way Jesus, uh, the day start dawned in your heart, the good news of his coming will bring good news in every other area of your life. So in prophecy was king. How do old men shout about a king to be born that they've never seen before? By prophecy, he was king and they will never see physically. By prophecy, he was king. Number two, by birth, he was king. But he wasn't just king, he was also shepherd. He's a shepherding king and a kingly shepherd. So the first person to hear about his appearance, the wise men from the east, by the way, must have taken them according to Bible history weeks or months. So they saw, are you here? They saw the stuff from afar. <laughs> and then guess what? 
part of the first set of people, you have the Magi, then you had Herod the king. King, are you here? Wisdom, kingship, part of the first set of people, shepherds. Because Christ is the wisdom of God. Christ is the king who reigns in our lives as God. And Christ is the shepherd. He is born in a manger, which is a feeding trough. He is born in a manger because he's going to be the food we're going to eat. <laughs> he's born in swaddling clothes. Swaddling clothes were used to clean the milk around animals because he's going to become to us the milk of the word. <laughs> he's born in Bethlehem, which is the house of bread, because he's going to be the bread of the house. We're not just going to be, are you here now? Bethlehem, the house of lemon. Yeah. He's going to be the food we're going to eat. He's born as king. And that's why all, I think it was the children's church that spoke about how, how a baby has received this kind of gifts. By the way, those gifts were not in small boxes or anything. They came in caravans. The gifts that they brought were the gifts that kept Jesus and their family when they went to Egypt. See, God loaded Jesus' family for the Japa. They were not doing dirty jobs in Egypt to survive. Because a king is a king even when it goes out of the road. Can I preach to somebody? For those of you who God is sending abroad to travel, you won't you won't travel and be hustling. Somebody shout, my king is here. But he's not just king in birth, he's also king in his life. So it wasn't just prophecy, his life reflected the potency of his prophecy. May your life never be a contradiction to your prophecy. That amen sounds like a contradiction to the proclamation. <laughs> in his life he did things that other humans couldn't do for example walking on water why the kingship of man he said that God gave him authority over the birds of the earth over the fish of the sea over everything that crawls upon the face of the earth so we, we see Jesus levitating and operating that dimension of kingship and dominion. The Bible says where the word of a king is, there is power. He spoke to Lazarus, come forth. And the one who had been dead four days. Please let this Christmas not be about chicken so you don't chicken out. <laughs> let this Christmas be about the lion so you can roar. Where, where are my roaring lions? I don't know why people on this side are having their quiet time today. But is there a roaring lion? You better don't let the enemy get the idea that he defeated you this year or that he won over you this year. Can I get a real roar from this side? Who wants to show them how to roar? So Jesus was not that kind of person now you know how they heal somebody, heal somebody, heal somebody, heal somebody, and the person will now fail them. Say, so is this the one? So whilst he was humble, he was not prideful, he always gave snippets. 
He's like, this, this is the key. There's something about it. So what manner of man is this? This man is not just any man. He is the man. <laughs> he is not just any son. He is the son. He's not just the carpenter's son. He's the son of the one who made the wood that carpenters get to make furniture. He is the one. His life. So as we celebrate the life of Jesus, use your words to enforce the kingdom. He didn't have a title, but he held the title deed to the entire universe. And so without a title, he had the deed. In his life, operated as king. King over issues, over struggles, over problems, over distractions, over diseases, over family pressure, over the naysayers, over the complications of government. And finally, in his death, he operated as king. <laughs> I'm going to close very soon, but hear this. The reason Jesus had to be born, one major reason he had to be born is that he had to die. <laughs> An eternal one cannot die. How can forever end? Are you ministering me? How can forever end? So for forever to end, it has to give you an opportunity for you to see what you call its start. He creates for you a beginning. Not because he needs to start, but because you need reference for his beginning. So when the Bible says, in the beginning was the word. What it means is the beginning that the word was in was actually in the word that began the beginning. The word is not a subset of the beginning. The beginning is a subset of the word. I don't want to preach yet, but let me talk about this watch. If there is a beginning, there is an ending. And if there is any beginning in your life that you don't end, that you don't like, you can bring it to an end in the word. Because that's the beginning of all things is still subject to the word. Anything that began in your life this year that is against the will of God, a sickness in your body, a pain in your back, complication in your marriage, defeat in your home, retardation in your development, any stunted, stuntedness in your career, I bring it to an end in the name of Jesus. Whatever is not of God will not start the next year with you. In the name of Jesus, every weariness, overwhelm, fatigue, oppression, harassment, defeat, I come place in the name of Jesus. Shout amen like you're ready, ready to receive more. In the beginning 
What's the word? How do I know this in John? He says, Father, now give to me the glory that I shared with you in the beginning, before the foundations of the world. So Jesus coming with us, and we read in Matthew 1, 2, 3, Emmanuel, God with us, was because of the desperation of mankind. The wages of sin is death. Man has to die for his sin. However, if it's one man who dies for another man, there will still be deficits. The reason is this, any other man who had died will not be able to resurrect because the wages of sin is death. So if you die, you die for your sin. You can leave again after you've died. And if you die for somebody else, that means that's the end of your life. So Jesus did not just die as a man, he died as a race. So when he died, everybody who would believe in him died in him. Why would God account faith as fact? Because in God's realm, faith is fact. As far as God is concerned, believing that you died with Jesus means that you died in Jesus. So he created a beginning. And then he created an end for his earthly life. So when God had finished the full work of salvation, he put it in a seed and God spoke to God, who will go for us, who shall we send? Then God answered God, I will go. And God said, let's go. God stepped out of God. And he became a man. Why? God has the license to become anything he wants to become. When he introduces himself, he does not say, I am a realist person. I am a realist. I am. So it's a blank check. The only one who feels the blank check of God's introduction is Jesus Christ. So Jesus is the sense that fills in the blanks. Oh, come on, y'all. Are you ready for this? Have you been in all those filling the blanks uh, examination? What they say, fill in the blanks. The only right answer that could fill in the blank was Jesus. Works, wrong. Self-effort, wrong. Career advancement, fine looks. Slay a queen. Well, you've got a slay king coming. He's coming to slay every demon. He's coming to slay every disease. He's coming to slay. He is a, a slay, sea monster slayer and sin slayer. God stepped out of God and he became a, a little seed in the virgin womb of a woman. He literally imprisoned himself for nine months. Do you know? He could hear every conversation. He could hear every agitation. He could feel every hormonal pressure. Every distortion of Mary's body. He was moving like that. See how much God loves you. He could punch his way out when he said, hold on. Because the true test of love is restraint. When you have power to do what you feel like doing. Can I talk to somebody as we close? So God endured the contradiction of sinners. He came in a place with no GSM. No internet. No Instagram. No entertainment. He was in the womb. As they were 
by eating and drinking the food that he made that he came out of that womb I want to announce to somebody he reversed everything that man failed out so in the beginning man was in the garden at the end Jesus was in the garden in the beginning man fell in the garden at the end Jesus stood still and he did not fall in the garden in the beginning it was a tree that caused the problem at the end he became the tree of life that gives eternal food in the beginning man got the curse because of disobedience at the end man got the blessing because God cursed the curse because Jesus became the curse and cursed is he that hangs on the tree in the beginning there was Eve but now there is Christmas Eve but more than Christmas Eve there is Christmas Adam and Adam not the first Adam the last because there is no other Adam coming your king is here for all those who are waiting for a superhero I already got mine he's better than Batman he's stronger than Iron Man he's faster than Superman he's brighter than Green Lantern my king is here where are all those who are waiting for their works to save them they are not here but if your king is here somebody shout my king is here only go to sleep and tell them your king is here oh some of you are not saying it with energy in your spirit say it with energy in your spirit say my king is here my king is not just a prophecy king he's not just an audio king he's not just a clubhouse king he's not just a king who can talk and cannot do he is the word he says are you hearing that he is the word he speaks so when he speaks he is doing his word works wonders my king is here he's the son of David but also the savior of David my king is here. Do you now see why he had to be the son of David? Because David is a shepherd. My king is a shepherd. Because David is a king. My king is a king. Because David, he is cast out by his brothers. Jesus came to his own and his own received them not. Do you now understand why my king is the son of David? Because David was sent to bring bread to his brothers in battle. Jesus is the bread I eat for my battles. Do you now understand why he's the son of David? David, he raised mighty men. I am one of the mighty men that Jesus has raised. Do you now understand why my king is the son of David? Because David, he had to slay the lion and the bear. I carry the lion of the tribe of Judah and I will slay anything that looks like I cannot bear. High five somebody until their palms blush like a red Christmas collar and tell them my king is here. Do you understand? Why is the son of David? Because when he gets to the field and Goliath is bellowing threats, you know, many times we preach it, we preach as if we are the Davids. Well, let me tell you what the honest truth is. That can make for great preaching, and we can preach it that way and apply it that way. But the real truth is that none of us was really the David. All of us were the scared Israelites when the Goliath of sin was bellowing threats about addiction and perversion and intimidation. 
intimidation and rejection and guilt tripping and negativity. We didn't have anything that we could use. We have the shiny armor of our own works and accomplishment. We have the oversized coat of men's standards that Saul wanted to put on us. But when our king comes, when our king comes, don't forget, he comes carrying a stick and he comes with a stone. Our king is actually David. In the picture is actually Jesus. Jesus is our David. He's the one, are you here? He's the one who comes from the Father, who is sent with bread, who stops by the stream, who picks up the stone of revelation, and who runs to save us. He's the one who takes the sword out of Goliath because Hebrews said he threw death, he conquered death. So he used the devil's weapon to destroy the devil. Jesus is really our David who takes the sword out of Goliath and it didn't just pierce him, he cut off his head. That is why it says that sin has been destroyed forever. What it means is this baby that came into the world is really the man. He's really the savior. He's really the conqueror. Where are my saved people? Because some people are looking like them. Where, 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 where? Where are the... Recognizing the king, are you recognizing the king? Our king is here, and it's not just king over death, it's not just king over death, it's king over death that death can never defeat. There's no part two. No sequel it's the end see when Jesus said it is finished the next thing that showed on the screen is to God be the glory are you hearing that that's why I'm, I'm no longer living in bondage cannot stop me now. Naka, the beautiful serpent cannot stop me now. All I'm looking forward to is the wedding party. My chief daddy. Because I'm in the brotherhood of Christ. And even when I was far from home, he came. Brought me near. We, we who were not a people. And now from God. That's why I don't have to start from scratch because the devil can do all the money heist he wants. Let me just tell you this. I'm going to defeat you like a squid game. Somebody shout my king is here. Thank you for that encouraging smile. I love it. Say my king is here. He said he will give him the throne of his father David. There was no other person in all of history that could sit on that throne. There's only one David in the Bible. David had a very unique combination of king, priest, prophet, and many oils and graces. Watch this. One of the major uh, gifts of, of David was poetry and concomitantly songwriting because we had sounds to poetry. You have a song, <laughs> right? 
poetry. The Bible says that we are his poema, workmanship. Jesus said we are his poem. Everything that David was, Jesus is. David wrote poems, Jesus is writing us. Paul said we are his written epistles. And as epistles, we are epistles. We get online and we shoot the devil down. Can, can I preach right now? Are we here? David was told by Saul, put on my armor and all of that. That thing weighed him down. Jesus said, I've not come like an old Simon prophet. So I come in the volume of the books. It is written of me to do your will, O God. So the same way David took away the, the armor of Saul, Jesus, he did away with the weight of the law. He fulfilled the law for us. What was the intention of the armor? The intention of the armor in Saul's mind was to kill Goliath. But it's not the armor that kills Goliath. The intention of the law is to show us our need for sin and to defeat sin. What God really wanted to do was to cause us to defeat sin. The law was the armor. It was too heavy. We can't bear it. So we come by grace. So the king does not come with hundreds of chariots intimidating. The first coming, he comes as a baby, alluring, approachable. Come to me. You know, a baby does not judge you. Jesus does not judge you. A baby does not compare you to their ex. Because they ain't got no X. They only have X and Y chromosomes. Jesus doesn't go like, ah, look at you. You 21st century believers, you are very... I said, come. When I died on that cross, and there was a whiplash. Ah, that whiplash was for T-lash. Yeah. Every mark, every gash, your name was written on his body. Every thorn, every tear, every fleecing of his skin. But watch this, the first time he comes as a baby, the next time it's gonna come. Are you ready? that the eastern sky is going to split at the voice of the archangel he said there's going to be the blast of the trumpet and guess what when, when Jesus begins to come Wakanda didn't walk he said my guys let's go on balling we're going to ride on flying horses excited about what I'm saying. Enoch said, I saw him with thousands and ten thousand angels and other saints when we paint the eastern sky with the royal radiance of God. You will wonder how, watch this, how did I get a slot in this army? You didn't get a slot in the army because of your ability. You got the slot because of his authority. Why? David was never supposed to fight in the army against Goliath. He was not trained. But he fought because he was led. 
and he said as many as are led by the spirit of God come on now so things of this world to confound the wise. He used the baby Jesus to confound King Herod. He's using your life to confound nations, generations. I tell you don't lie, lie by this time next year. Many people here will be on international levels. Please, whatever you do inside this world, don't miss crossover service. I told my pastor ministers yesterday, I said, <laughs> I was even preparing so much more for that because God showed me certain things. People will literally go so ridiculous. In one day, David becomes this. Jesus didn't have an Insta Instagram page, but the greatest king was already trying to kill him. Because kings recognize kings. Even when they're in their baby stages. So that's the reason we treat you as if you've already become. Because in God's world, faith is fact. So we see you not as you are, but as he has made you in himself. Are we here? Anybody bless this morning? Let's raise our hands and just glorify God. Just go on the offerings and just bless him. Your king is here. Your king is here. And guess what? This king is no longer in the manger, he's now in your heart. Ah! God is too smart. You know, if this king was just inside one person now, she'd go, they'd go and kill the person. But it's in all of us. I haven't gone there yet. I'm still ministering before you pull this ministry before money so that the money we give can also be part of the ministry. Right? But it's in all of us. And what's the technology? See, God's technology is superior to man's technology. You know, back then, if you wanted movies, you had to go to the video club. Who was born in the video club days? VHS. And some of you borrow those films and not return them. You go to FGC Odogbonu. Your money will be counting. It was like, I don't know, 15 hours per day or 5 hours per day or something. Now at the end, <laughs> you've run the guy's business down. <laughs> Shame will not allow you to go and return it. Then they had VCD. VCD did not last because that thing used to break like people breaking their fast. Back, 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 back. Or scratch. Right? And then after that, we now had the uh, USB. USB, the boring, boring film. Some of you do uh, BitTorrent or uh, all those hack sites. Then they will now, you see, they now put virus inside your laptop. Your laptop will now crash. <laughs> and then now we have Bluetooth. 
and you just need a code. Now I have airdrop and technology has not even gone as far. Now chat GPT is out. You know chat GPT? That's a huge game changer. It's like Google on steroids. Sorry, Google that has PhD. That is doing drugs. Yeah, you sure don't have to do any brain work, right? And it's going to evolve. It's going to become dangerous. People are going to start cloning now. They're cloning Instagram page. They never start. They'll start cloning you. In about seven or so years, you will think you are talking to me. And that's why, towards the end of the age, you will need discernment and the Holy Spirit because people will literally marry transhumans. I don't know. How do you know they're already prepping you for that? Because most people's profile pictures are doctored. They've already created filters for you on Snapchat and all, and Instagram. So you're already getting used to filtered humanity, not transformed humanity. Jesus didn't come to filter us. He came to transform us. He came to save us. He came to change us from within. Right? But here's the point. The point is, when Jesus then comes says, I'm going to share myself. Do you know, it made it so simple. If I want um, Mr. Solomon to send me stuff, to send me data maybe, he just needs codes, right? Codes. To send me uh, videos and pictures, my airdrop needs to be on. Faith is what turns your airdrop on. So once you believe, I'm going to transfer Jesus into you. I'm a drop Jesus like air that crossed the Jordan. Swish. Faith airdrops Jesus. And this is the beautiful thing about airdrop. The fact that I've sent it to you does not mean I've lost it in mine. Jesus doesn't reduce by sharing. Stop hurting Jesus. You know, I wonder why somebody don't put Jesus on their platform. The one that made the platform, you are ashamed of him. What's going on? One day he's going to collect everything back. Everything. The whole world will bow before Jesus. That is, we've seen the end of the story. The whole world. Every knee. You might not agree. <laughs> you agree, Sha? Bah. And every tongue confess. So blessed are you that are starting early. I want to give someone an opportunity this Sunday morning. You just want to receive this Jesus by airdrop. You want to receive Jesus this morning? Like is, is that is some of those is so easy it's so easy because god is so loving so he doesn't want to stress you god is not your uni band lecturer so you want to collect uh, you want to collect hey my god only two of us have collected it me and professor danjuma in 1939 although they will post you just because you want transcripts says transcript i want not transition <laughs> so come back he said no he that comes to me i will in no wise no wise not even cowardly wise you might not have the cowardly but i'm wise 
they will make you wise in salvation. I want you, wherever you are, place your hand on your chest, or your head, or your heart. Just do something as a sign. Our King is here. Our King is not just a, a common Savior. He is a Savior, but He saves us unto royalty. So Jesus, I thank you for every heart. I can see those hands. I thank you for every heart you're touching now. Missions, please stay on the lookout so we can reach out to them. Thank you. There's some hands in front. Some people's hands are on their heart and their chest because they want guidance and support. Father, we just thank you for your visitation and more than your visitation, your dwelling amongst us. We honor you, God, for those precious souls and lives that are now saved. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody, let's say this together. Say, God, thank you for the gift of Jesus. Thank you for the gift of salvation. I acknowledge that in my human nature, I am fallen. And I'm in need of a savior. So I place my faith in Jesus. I place my faith in your provision. I acknowledge that Jesus is the son of God. I believe with my heart. I confess with my mouth. That I have salvation in Jesus. I have forgiveness. By the shedding of his blood. I turn away. From my works. My efforts, my attempts, my standards. I turn to you, God. I receive your gift of salvation today. Thank you that my name is written in the book of life. And I will reign with you forever and ever and ever. In Jesus' name of prayer. Let's celebrate God for every soul that has been saved.